We all have our journeys, some long, some short, some harrowing and some easy. What kinds of songs does God think we need for our journeys? For hope, for trouble, or for joy? Join us as we learn to sing God's songs from the Psalms. I once heard an interview with John Piper and somebody asked him, why do you write and talk so much about happiness? Why do you talk so much about joy and delight? And he said, he said, I think it's just because I want to be happy. That I, he said something along the lines of, I, there has been so much heartache and so many times I feel melancholy. I just want to be happy. And so when I read the Bible and I see the Bible talk about delight in God, there's like a hope for that. And I, I tell you that because I think sometimes one of the songs that we need, we're in this series called Songs for the Journey. One of the songs that we need is a song for joy. Sometimes we go through life with this longing for pleasure that motivates so much of us. So we have this longing for delight and for joy. And so, like, what does the Bible have to say about joy? If you're like me, many days, maybe even seasons, can be filled with despair, depression, maybe just some melancholy. Just, just a, man, I, there's something that's just not quite satisfying. And so we can begin to try to fill that hole with substances, with food, with relationships, with buying things, with a new job, with trying something we've never tried before, trying to scratch that itch for delight and for joy, but never quite getting there. And so moving from thing to thing, trying to find delight. Today, I want to show you in Psalm chapter 122, the song that God thinks we need to know for joy. Like, what kind of song does God want us to sing? So go ahead and turn with me to Psalm 122. Psalm 122, a song of ascent of David. I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. That is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord, according to the statute given to Israel. There stand the thrones for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. Let's pray. God, I pray as we open your word that you would help us to see Jesus in these pages. Help us to see Christ in these words and help us to find the true source of joy. In Jesus' name, amen. This passage, Psalm 122, tells us that everything we want is found in Christ. And you're like, Joe, it's talking about like the, the Jerusalem and the temple, like where, where are you getting this? So when we read the New Testament, we find that Jesus says when he's at the temple, 
after he's cleared the temple and said, you should not make the house of God a den of thieves, a house of robbers. Jesus like replaces the temple. The temple was the place where God met with the people. It was like the meeting place of heaven and earth, as N.T. Wright says. It was the meeting place of heaven and earth, the very presence of God in that place. That was the temple. And Jesus goes, overturns the table, the, the tables of the money changers, drives out those that are, that are buying and selling. And then he says, tear this temple down and in three days I will rebuild it. Jesus at that moment isn't talking about tear down this building. He says, tear down this temple. Jesus in that moment says that he is now the meeting place of God and man. He is now the meeting place of heaven and earth. Jesus is now the new temple. And so as we with Christian eyes begin to read Psalm 122, that's talking about going to Jerusalem for worship, going to Jerusalem to, to meet with God, to go to that place of heaven and earth. We know in from with New Testament eyes, we know with Christian eyes that Jesus replaces that. And so we can read Psalm 122 and go where he's talking about the meeting place of God and man. The meeting place of God and man is now Jesus. So we can interpret this Psalm by looking at Jesus. And what I want to show you today is that everything that you want is found in Christ. This song is a song for us to sing to ourselves, declaring everything I want is found in Christ. And I want to show you three actions of true worshipers in God's presence that we find in this. Three actions of true worshipers in God's presence. Psalm 122. Verses 121 and 2 tell us to set your heart on God's presence. Psalm 122, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, O Jerusalem. This, I, like, it's not just, hey, I want to go to the temple. That's cool. Hey, I want to go to Jerusalem because it's a nice city. The point is, my heart is to go to the meeting place because I want to meet with God. I want to go to that place where heaven and earth collide. I want to meet with God and see his presence. There's this journey that's calling, uh, this, this journey, I want to go to that place. And he says, I rejoiced. Joy and happiness and joy is the, the heart of this. I'm setting my heart on it because I believe that there's joy in meeting God. I believe there's joy in God's presence. And so this, this the first step in this Finding everything that we want is found in Christ. Setting our heart on God's presence and saying, I rejoice when somebody said to me, you can buy a new car or all the things that you want. I rejoice when, when they said to me, here's the relationship that will make you happy. I rejoice when they said to me, here's a new job that will be better than the previous one. I rejoice when they said to me, here's retirement. Kick back. No. This ver these verses say, no, we must set our hearts on God's presence. I rejoice with those who said to me, let's go and meet with God. I rejoice because that's the thing that I want. I'm reminded of Job in Job 19, who's, who's talking about setting his heart on the hopes that one day I will see God. I'm reminded of Psalm 73, where the psalmist says, the nearness of God is my good. I'm reminded of Matthew chapter 5, where Jesus says, blessed are the and he lays out the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. The Beatitudes point us to the people who actually want to see God. The people who are empty and need to be filled up. Like Psalm 73, the nearness of God is my good. The, this, this attitude is the attitude that Christians are called to. I want to see Jesus. 
I want to see God. I want to be happy. And I know I'm never going to find it until I am in God's presence. I'm going to set my heart on that. I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to rest right here. And so the question for you and for me is, where is your heart set? Where is your heart set? Is it one of those things I listed earlier? I rejoiced when they said to me, everybody will respect you. I rejoiced when they said to me, you will meet your weight loss goal. I rejoiced when they said to me, here is, here is power and influence. I rejoiced when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Oh, I want God's presence. I want to want God's presence more than everything else. Those other voices can be so loud in my ear. They can be the thing that's in my heart. Gosh, I want to want that. So the question is, where is your heart set? The second action of true worshipers in God's presence, verses three to five, tell us to remember what God's presence means. Remember what God's presence means. Verse three says, Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. That is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord according to the statute given to Israel. There stand the thrones for judgment, the thrones of the house of judgment. What does it mean? Why is the house of God, why is the meeting place of God and man so great? He says, because that's a place of security. That's a city where nobody can take it over. It's up on top of the hill with cliffs on on each of the two or three of the sides. And so it's a city that can't easily be taken. So it's a city that's secure. It's a city that's in unity where the tribes go together. It's a, it's a city of praise where, where the tribes together are praising the name of the Lord. It's a city with godly leaders. It's a city with justice. So as we look at this psalm, And we go, everything that we want is found in Christ. And this thing is calling us to worship in God's presence, to focus on them. We have to remember that God's presence means justice. It means leadership. It means peace. It means praise. It means unity. It means security. And so you and I could start to list all of the things that we start, we think are somehow important and helpful. And the psalmist says, those things are found in God's presence. Those things are found in God's presence. And so rather than just be like, oh, it's going to be okay, you should want less. No, we actually have to remember, we're not coming into the presence of God and getting just little crumbs. Coming into the presence of God means all of the stuff that we so desperately want. Those relationships that are unified. That life that's secure without danger. That life with leadership, leaders who lead with justice. Those things are only going to come from the presence of God not from anything that we can find in this world. So we must say, everything I want is found in Christ. Everything I want is found in Christ. The lie that you and I so often believe is that I can get justice if I do this. I can get leadership if I do if I vote this way. I can get unity if I do this. I can get security if I follow this list of things to do. And God's like, no, all of those things are found only in my presence. Come into my presence. So are we going to say, believe the lie, I can get these things politically, I can get these things personally, I can get these things financially, or are we going to say, nope, all the things that I want are found in Christ, and so I'm going to press into that, I'm going to long for that, I'm going to increase my desire for it, rather than try to manage my way out of it. 
I'm reminded of how Isaiah in chapters 30 to 32 is talking to Israel and said, and talking about judgment. And he's like, you guys are looking for security by wanting to go back to Egypt. You guys, are, you guys are trying to find deliverance from one kingdom by going back to the land of slavery. When God is the one who is your security, God is your redeemer and deliverer. Why would you go back to your the people that enslaved you simply to escape from somebody else? Oh, the call in the Bible is this call to say God's presence is where everything that I want is actually found. And so my question for you is, where are you looking for these things? Where are you looking for these things? Are you looking for it with more money? A better relationship? A better job? A better reputation? Or are we looking for the things that we want and remembering that those things are only found in the presence of God? This song is meant for you and for me to begin to sing that song in our heads over and over and over. What I want is found in God's presence. Everything you want is found in Christ. The third action of true worshipers in God's presence. The third action is do not settle for anything except for God's flourishing. Do not settle for anything except God's flourishing. Verses 6 to 9 says... Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. Verses 6 to 9, call us. Do not settle for anything less than God's flourishing. One of the, He starts, pray. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem because the things, the flourishing that we need, the peace that we need, the shalom that we need is found from God. God is the source of these things. And so he's like, pray, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. God is the source. The temptation to you and me is to try and look to other sources for deliverance for peace, for prosperity, for security, for the sake of our family and friends, for the sake of the house of the Lord, I will seek your prosperity. Don't settle for a different source of these things and don't settle for fakes. Don't settle for fakes. Don't settle for anything except for God's flourishing, letting him define what peace looks like, letting him define what flourishing and prosperity and security and not settle for any other source, either definition or source. Just a few weeks ago, we were uh, in Revelation chapter 21 and 22, looking at in the context of parenting, what does it mean to parent towards the, the, the end of time? When God wipes away every tear from our eyes, makes all things new, and brings us into a kingdom where we will rule and reign with him. We begin to look at that, and that is actually the picture of flourishing that we are called and invited to focus our eyes on. Begin to define the peace and prosperity and flourishing and security that we want by Revelation chapters 21 and 22, not by some definition that we grew up with. 
Not by some definition that our culture has told us about. Oh, this is when life was good or will be good. No, we are called to define peace and prosperity and flourishing by God as the source and the definer of peace and prosperity and flourishing. The call to us is not to settle for fake sources. The call to us is don't settle for fake flourishing. And to just go, oh, well, that's good enough. It makes me happy. No, I don't actually just want to settle for my own feelings. I want to settle for the very, I only will settle for the very best that God has. The kind of peace and prosperity. And so I'm going to pray. I'm going to lean into that. Maybe you as a parent need to begin to say, I'm not going to settle for anything in my kids' lives except for God's flourishing. And so I'm going to pray that their lives will be marked by the definition of flourishing that God has given us, not by the good life that I can somehow teach them about or prepare them for. Maybe you need to be praying for your spouse. God, may there be peace in my spouse's life. May there be flourishing in their life that you define, not me. Maybe there's somebody in your life that you need to be saying, God, I don't want them to settle for anything less. And I can't make it happen. I can't change their hearts. I can't change these things. God, can you give us the peace and prosperity and security and flourishing that only you can give? This person in my life, God, I pray that you would do a work that only you can do and that you get to define the parameters for. So the call to us is not to settle for anything less than God's flourishing. What I find so interesting about Psalm 122 is it starts with a song of ascent of David. This is David's song. And the reality is, this was never true for David. This was never true for David. You see, the house of God was never in Jerusalem for David. He, the temple was not there. The tabernacle was where David would go to worship. But Jerusalem was captured by David. And he puts his kingdom there, but... He never ends up having the, the kind of peace in his life that he sings about here. David is looking forward to a, the moment when this is true, singing a song that he will never end up fully realizing. David is singing this song as an act of faith. God, one day people will come and see you face to face. God, some one day heaven and earth will meet and it will be so glorious. God, one day you will be the source of peace and prosperity and flourishing. And so I'm going to sing about that day. And I'm going to long for that day. And I'm going to point my kids towards that day. And I'm going to point my this country towards that day. But I know I may not ever experience that. And so the call to you and I actually is not to go, hey, we are actually going to pray this into being right now. We are going to sing this song and then everything is going to be better in our lives. We are actually called and invited with David to sing this song by faith. We are called and invited with David to sing this song by faith. And to say that Jesus is God's place. Jesus is the meeting of heaven and earth. And so we are going to long for God's presence when the, in the day when we see him face to face. When every tear is wiped away from our eyes, the new creation has come. When all things are made new and we get to rule and reign with Christ forever. And so we are going to sing this song 
Not in some kind of prosperity gospel way saying, oh, if you just pray it, everything in your life will be fixed. But instead saying one day, Jesus is going to make this happen. Heaven and earth will meet for certain, for real. And so we are going to sing this song by faith. And so how can we know for sure that we can sing this song by faith and mean it? How can we know for sure that when heaven and earth meet, God is actually going to be on our side? We can know this for certain because Jesus, who John 1 says, dwelt, tabernacled among us. Heaven coming to earth, came and lived with us. We know that Jesus received none of this in the city of Jerusalem. Jesus did not receive peace in Jerusalem. Jesus did not receive worship in Jerusalem. Jesus was condemned to death in Jerusalem, in your place and in my place. Jesus is the one, the meeting place of God and man, who is driven outside of Jerusalem, hung on a cross until he suffocates, so that you and I can know it's good news when heaven and earth meet once again. How can we know for sure that this is ours? How can we know for certain that it will be good news? For us, it's because we have repented of our sin and trusted in Jesus alone to save us. The Bible says that all of us are separated from God by our sin, by our turning away and living our own life, doing our own thing. The Bible says for the wages of sin, the thing that sin deserves is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. God gives us a gift. Jesus dying the death that we should die and giving us the life that he lived in our place so that all who turn away from sin and trust in Jesus alone can know that the meeting place of God and man, heaven and earth, will be good news for us because there will not be judgment because Jesus was judged in our place. If you have questions about that, please reach out to somebody here at our church. Reach out to me. Let us know because we want you to know that God has a smile for you and that God's flourishing is actually been earned by Jesus for you. And so you then you can rest and you can know that joy, increasing joy is in the future. This passage tells us everything you want is found in Christ. This psalm tells us everything that you want is found in Christ. You want joy, it's going to be found in Christ. You want security, it's found in Christ. You want flourishing, you want peace, it's in found in Christ. And so what we are invited into is a down payment now and the full thing later. And this song reminds us, it's singing this song to shape our hearts so that our desires grow deeper. And that makes all of the difference. Because I, I think a parent, a spouse, a child who is singing the kind of song that says, I don't need you guys to make me happy because I have set my heart on Jesus and I'm not going to settle for anything less, can then put everything else in its proper place. That becomes a home that's ordered correctly. When the people in the home aren't supposed to make me happy, Jesus makes me happy and everything else can have its rightful place. That becomes the kind of worker who my job doesn't have to make me happy. Being at the top of the leaderboard in this company doesn't have to be the thing that makes me happy because I know where my happiness is. And that makes all the difference. 
a church that has said, this is, this is going to be the thing that makes us happy. We do not need our place in the community or our size or any, anything in our culture to make us happy. Becomes a rightly ordered church that says, our hearts are set on Jesus. We can put everything else in its proper place. That makes all the difference. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would help us to sing this song for joy. Increase the desire for joy in us. May we never settle for less than the joy that you have before us in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.